1: Log Talk Radio.
2: Costa Nostra Radio. Um, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody, and uh, we will have some uh, St. Patrick's music coming up on, later on the show. I want to thank uh, Boo for all she does uh, make this happen. Um, Costa Nostra is a family unit located on allpoetry.com, allpoetry.com, the world's largest poetry community. want to thank Kevin and the crew for giving us a place to call home. And boy, oh boy, do we got uh, some uh, um, poems coming up for you today. First of all, let's uh, go to the phone lines and uh, welcome in Rack. Hey, hey, Rack, how you doing, brother?
3: Hey, how you doing, Jay?
2: And just so I get confused all day long, I want to bring in Raz, too. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, it's Raz, not Rack. Hi, Rack. Hey, GCA. Hello, Razz. <laughs> nice for you to have our yeah. house open here. We're back in green, according to Rack and I said uh, black on black. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're something. We're something, that's for sure. All right. Yeah, i got a lot of uh, stuff coming up today. and expecting a few more callers, which is great. we got some SoundCloud. Um, let me see. Yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff going on here. And I'm going to be working in the background too because I got a
4: lot of stuff
2: doing. There's a song
4: blue
2: yep. on black, guys. Uh, we don't need to go there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I know, I know. You're being bad boy. <laughs> what well, song?
3: It, 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 it's a, it's it's a,
2: a mainstream song. It's a pop song.
3: Blue on Black. It starts
2: off Blue on Black. Yeah, it, it's by uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah. Yeah, they did a version of it. Yeah, I remember. I remember now. Yeah, so, I and I'm a huge fan of Five Finger. Uh, they are <laughs> just... An, Not that type of Five Finger, but I'm talking Five Finger Death Punch. They are a huge supporter of the military and veterans and everything like that. So I can't say enough about that group and what they do every single day uh, for the troops and for all of that. So I think that's an amazing... Decent heavy
4: metal. I have an LP by them. Awesome. Awesome, yeah.
2: I agree with you there. So let me uh, break into the poems. And uh, as we do the poems, I'll also get uh, other stuff taken care of. (laughs) Because I'm sorry. Okay, here's the deal, folks. And uh, I noticed um, last night, and I want to put a huge thanks to everybody out there who listens into this show. And what I noticed last night that I've never noticed before, and I apologize for this, and we're going to try to uh, fix this in the future, but there's a bunch of people outside of all poetry that are trying to follow along with the poems. And what we're going to try to do is we're going to try dropping more links so people can follow along as... um, as these are being read. So uh, I think that that's going to be an awesome, uh, if we're able to do that, that's going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome thing. So for those out in listening audience, I am going to start out with Joseph Moon. So if you're on All Poetry, searching around, listening to this show, um, Joseph Moon will be the first poem. And uh, this is called the gray pigeon. First of all, let's acknowledge Boo <laughs> for her St. Patty's Day flyer on the board. All right. So Happy the gray Paddy. pigeon. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Now the gray pigeon by Joseph Moon, and it goes like this: pale plumage pigeon so gray thy feathers, ten times tinier than the braw others. Come, peck a seed, hear my story. I, too, have wished for amour and glory. I had a splendid dream of love last night, a dainty damsel crowned with feathers fluttering light, into a an Elysian field of greens together went, wherein we discovered what Eros meant. We danced along the wide amorous eyes, sunrise was near at hand she sighs. Her feathered figure in swift decay, the sweetest love then flew away. Leaving my heart spans religion, now I pen poetry with a pigeon alone. And gray End poem Oh this is So freaking sad It's beautiful It's beautiful I love the metaphor for it I mean this is one of the most yeah. Dynamite metaphors I've ever seen And what I find interesting is um, they, He talks about uh, Eros uh, Which is one of the uh, Greek words for love, and what eros is is that eros is the passionate love between lovers. Um, it it uh, is um, a human based love, uh, according to the Greeks. And um, what was amazing is this: it, everything just slipped away, just went away, and there was nothing you could hold on to. And now he he's sad. Sad right there. Uh all he has left is his pen uh with the memory of what happened. And I think that this metaphor is just fantastic. And before I move on Happy Saint Patty's Day, boo. Hi,
5: happy Saint Patty's Day. Everything.
6: Greeny. Hey, Greeny.
5: Hey, Racky, too.
6: Long time, no see. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> happy and let me too.
6: Old. I buy the Rack on a regular basis,
2: so, you know. <laughs> Yeah, with Racky and Raz, so I'm going to get really confused today. And welcome right. to the show, Tila. Hello, Tila. Hi.
7: Hi, I'll Tila. Happy Hi,
8: Happy Saint Patrick's Day to you guys too. Happy Saint
7: Patty. Thank you.
2: All right, let me get some uh, some uh, comments for Joseph Moon, and let me start out with Raz.
4: Yeah, this poem definitely speaks of love as it <laughs> compared to nature in a, a very that manner, like uh, the previous panelist had said, here you have the pigeon, and it's one that stays alone in its own freedom. What there is is a pigeon, and it matters how deeply you could try to relate to wildlife like birds, but in <laughs> reality, they are completely separate from anything we know of, a state of being that's akin to our own personal nature and so that is how more distant you might find those of which uh, you try to love and uh, have absolutely no uh, mutual understanding of uh, reality therein
2: and rack what do you think
4: yeah it's
3: interesting i like like you talk about the metaphor um the pigeons are considered winged rats and, you know, as as writers you're sitting there going, Well, why would he pick a pigeon, you know, it it's a dove, a raven why the pigeon? And then he he tells us the story of of the, the lost love and, and you know, like you pointed out about Eros, um, the Elysian fields are also um where you go, um that's the uh I think I guess it's the Greek uh equivalent of, of um heaven. So, you know, all all that beauty he's got in there, but you know, he's he's lost all that and he's left with a great pigeon and um that 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 kind of um indication of, of being second place not not you know the 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 first choice and it, it, i mean it really comes out in, in the metaphor that he's talking about this is great
2: awesome comment boo did you get a chance to read it over no sorry I, I will
3: though no
2: it. It's okay, um we got uh we're trying to get everything taken care of quickly here. I got some stuff I have to do in the background, so therefore, what I will do is I will uh play a little bit of a soundcloud here uh I still have to hm. I'm gonna play a SoundCloud. Okay. And
3: I don't believe you.
2: I'm going to. I'm going to. I've got a I've got a few I, to choose from. Actually since so he I think i I'll play this since he just showed up out in the board. I, I wanna uh, say hello to Phil. Uh so uh I'm gonna go ahead and put Phil's piece up next. And let's let's listen to a little Phil the poet. Where is it? Where is it? Oh my gosh! Hold on, folks. I'm having trouble here, folks. So <laughs> I am having trouble. Let me see what hey,
5: I, got me it? I got. Well, it? I you.
9: Here we go. This is Phil, the poet, with a poem called Burnt Out. Inspiration died and its corpse rots in the ground. Entombed knowledge forever lost, never to be frowned. Burnt out like a charcoal parchment of symbols. Everyone reads, never understands, forfeits the spoils. Silence is better without the sound of babbling words. Who easily listens or cares for the totally absurd tears? I'm just the man with a pen running dry, scratching paper. Melting into one of my own poems would be much safer. I'm a paper mache drone full of eyes painted black, sitting on an origami seahorse's tender back. Talking to Zigzag Wanderer and Sir Robert Va- Bonneville while eating a juicy iguana cooked from the grill Have I signed my way into the happy farm Where it is wonderful and I'll be safe from harm? I'll eat cranes and live in a world of foam Pretending to be the next Caesar of Rome to tell the truth, who would ever have read this verbal diarrhea coming from the mouth of a so-called poet, my dear? I've broken my quill, burned the pages into ashes, and been mercilessly stung by forty less one lashes.
2: Oh wow! There is such power behind this this thing. Um, I'll be honest. There is a, we have so many people in this world, and I, I think poet, poets, especially, um, we think on a different level, and we oftentimes think very irrationally, and some you know, and no. <laughs> there there's nothing. Oh. Okay. Yeah, right, Boo. No sarcasm in Boo's voice at all. Um, and uh, sometimes we move with, with our emotions instead of our, in, instead of our minds. And um, that's just something we do. Sometimes when we feel low, when we feel high, when we feel all around. And I think that this was an amazing uh, um, poem. And I appreciate Phil for putting his voice behind his words because it really makes a difference. And I I, I love the way he reads. He reads with great passion. And uh, great to see you out there. Before I get some comments for Phil, I want to welcome to the show, it's a party now, Wayne. Hey,
8: Wayne. It's a party now. Yeah, just, just keep moving through hey, hey, today. So day stuff. Hey, Boo, what's, what's up, Boo? Hello. How are you Wayne? Doing this morning? <laughs> Mr. Johnson. Yeah. Yes, this is too. What's up, Wayne?
2: <laughs> How you doing? All right. <laughs> I'm going to start the comments for Phil with Tila. Tila, what do you think about Phil Crom? I think
7: it was very sad to me. I felt um, uh, a lot of pain in it. But then there was something to do with iguana, um, a juicy iguana. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Being a vegetarian. I (laughs) I know. And I don't think anybody would eat, anybody in life would eat iguana. I don't know. But he, I like the way he puts that. And I like the way he he has mentioned about um crayons uh, I'll eat crayons and live in the world of home, you know, pretending to be next Caesar of Rome uh, there's so much pain here at the same time Uh there are a few words which are um, you know, like the um, so rabbit of Burnwell and all those things it's, it's quite um, a unique type of poem to me but a sad one, same time
2: Hey, Raz. Raz, what do they call iguanas down in Florida?
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, we have iguanas, alligators, all kinds I, they of have a uh, nick- different wildlife in Florida. They have a, but they have there's a nickname a, for iguanas. No, 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 no. There's, there's iguanas, then you have geckos, you have other types of lizards.
2: No, they call iguanas chicken of the trees. No, I haven't
4: heard anyone in Florida ever call an iguana a chicken in a tree. I've seen iguanas in my backyard accidentally once or twice because they're down here in Florida, but uh, we don't really (laughs) talk about the wildlife. It's uh, one of those secrets we keep from the rest of the United States. Because you can also find earlier imitations of uh, prehistoric life forms here at random that don't have to belong Anywhere, including Florida, so it's all on the download, really.
2: Oh, I agree. I I know exactly what you're talking about. I watch uh, YouTube videos from a bunch of people in 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 Florida, and they eat iguanas. They deep fry them in the deep fryer, and yeah, they they they. The thing about it is, the the government, as long as it's on your land, they let you kill it and uh you know people don't they they want to make sure things don't go to waste so they
4: but let's iguanas like, are you talking about Chittawakas or a bit like iguanas but uh, not quite birds
2: no i'm talk i am talking about iguanas that i've 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 seen videos where they've taken it and thrown it into a turkey fryer and nice. uh Yes, and they, they've cooked the thing whole in a turkey fryer. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, I, I
5: think that's something that they do in, in Australia.
3: They, they put them on the grill. I think that's an Australian thing.
2: I don't know. Tila, we're going to get you here next, and uh, we'll, we'll get okay. you on uh, – we'll get your
4: poem Over up at next. Over the Indian Reservation, you can have snakeskin. All kinds of exotic yeah. dishes like that, of which you're mentioning.
2: Awesome. And, uh, Rack, what'd you think about that poem?
3: That, I really dug the vibe on that. I love the self-deprecating when you talk about your writing like that. And the, the mentions of verbal diarrhea. I've used that phrase before. I, I really enjoyed it a lot, Phil. Um, when when you look back at the things that you say and, and you kind of call yourself out on um, how it's being taken on, on the um, the value of what it is that you're deciding to write about, you know, because, I mean, we, we write about it. We write about iguanas on the grill, you know. It's it's like when you go back and you look at these things, is this something that's worthy of being written about, you know. It, it brings all of that to mind, um, the, 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 our voices and how many people they reach and, and who gets to hear what we say. Um, that that that's the legacy that we leave behind, and you know, are, are we writing about trite, you know, nonsense, or are we writing about something impactful, the environment, or whatever? So, you know, I, I really appreciated this, this this whole piece, Phil. Um, and it was great to hear your voice. I think that was the first time I actually heard you. Um, I enjoyed it, and I I've I've always appreciated your name too.
2: <laughs> yeah, we've had a, we actually got to hear uh, Phil last night on uh, our brevity special. Which was uh, cool. He had a couple, uh, couple audios for us on that one. And uh, this reminds me of that old 1980s song by Wall of Voodoo called "Mexican Radio," which I was Uh in Tijuana eating barbecue iguana.
4: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Raz, what do you think about it? Yeah, I messaged Phil and gave him a point and wrote, uh, burning out is a form of psychological torture which brings down earlier expectations to the harsh inhibitions of personal limitations. This is deeply expressed of the tiring conformities which we all become exhaust fumes.
2: And Boo, what do you think?
6: Yeah. Oh, this is a great poem. I mean this my opinion is on the front page, but this favorite word, Jay, or a And he goes back yeah, to his older poems. You see, he's got yeah. Sir Bunny, Sir Rabbit there. One of our faves. And and he's mentions things that he's done before. Verbal diarrhea, I really like. Awesome description there. This is so good. Um, I love the beginning. It's basically that and it's flaps to the ground. Right there. It's like, Whoa, I wanna read it. Yeah uh charcoal parchment symbol this is really really good so it's a uh and you know silence is better than words it's so true you know the truth is better than endless useless bullshit oh, so great poem Phil i like this one
2: all right we are gonna li- have Tila read next but what i'm gonna do okay. here is i'm gonna play a little uh song from boo to intro uh, your poem so
7: oh wow
2: watch it ah, that's
7: a
0: good
4: one oh. wait for it okay
7: Celebrating Saint Patrick's Day, our moon is glowing with green, shining bright. With our oceans too, have joined the world. Sea and sea animals going to celebrate all in green, empowering the Emerald Islands. and of
6: course. <laughs> that
2: is fucking up. That's such an awesome picture. You know, I, like I said, I, I got the. I I've got so much stuff about St. Patrick's Day and stories and everything. I used to live in um in uh Savannah, Georgia, and every year along mm-hmm. the riverwalk, they would they would uh put uh coloring into the river and turn the entire Savannah River green. And if you don't oh, wow. know how Big the Savannah River is in Savannah, Georgia. This is a monumental task. It, it, it's harmless to all the creatures, harmless to everything. You know, there, it doesn't do any any uh, damage to it. But the way that that is is just amazing. And then they have like I, I don't know, seven hundred thousand people on that riverwalk just. Celebrating uh, Saint Patrick's Day, it's just a huge party, and uh, the uh, Ireland Ireland itself. I, I have had the fortunate uh, uh, the fortune of actually being able to go to Shannon, Ireland, and my oh, God, that place is just beautiful. It's beautiful. It just blows me away how beautiful that that place was. I've never seen so much green in my life. Uh, it yeah. is truly yeah. an it is truly an emerald island. Yeah. And uh,
5: okay.
2: so, uh, let me yeah. some comments uh-huh. for you, Tila, uh, and let's start with Wayne. Uh-huh. <laughs> you
8: know, this is a lovely little here. I like a lot. It's uh, sounds like a party going on to me. And I'm glad to see somebody celebrating the color green without being the all-powerful all dollar. It's, uh, it's nice to see somebody liking the green besides think about money. And I should be talking about India, and India is a lovely place. And I hope y'all have a, a beautiful uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day. Great, great job.
5: <laughs>
7: Thank you. Thank you so much.
8: <laughs> you're welcome. Ra-
2: Raz, what do you think?
4: Yeah, I responded to Teela's poem on the page. I have not seen this much green since what's at the end of the Yellow Brick Road. Terrific.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. Rack, Rack what do you think?
5: This
3: is this is a beautiful uh,
5: tribute to Ireland. I
3: like it a lot. The Emerald Isles. You captured yep. the spirit very, very well.
7: Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And Boo, what do you think? I thought
7: why not celebrate for a day?
5: <laughs>
2: well, I love this
6: day, so I think I love that <laughs> it. picture. It's so beautiful. And the moon, that's really Thank cool. You. And the whole world is celebrating. Our I moon mean, glowing green, sun, bright. Uh it shows yeah. she was in her heart and she celebrates all people and discriminate, which is good. And uh yeah. The animals empowering Emerald Green It's really cute and I think it shows Your heart and how good it is And it's so it Irish And the whole Holiday so well you did a great job Thank
7: you Thank you so much
3: Dave. Thank
5: you, 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 you Everyone
2: Everybody's Irish today. Yep All right. <laughs> Let's go from green to Rose colored here And uh, Rack, we're going to put up your piece from uh, Sunday, so here we go.
10: Rose-Colored Fantasy by Rack and Terror Would you believe me if I told you that I saw your face in a dream? But when I reached out to brush a hair from your cheek, you pixelated just like a corrupt video stream. Ravenous lips, the color of desire. Your eyes, reluctant witness to life's pain. Auburn tresses to wrap around my fist. A chassis that begs to be ridden without shame. Just a fantasy, tinged in the scarlet blush of your porcelain skin. Encouraging me not to open my eyes. That I might be consumed by the amber flame therein. So incredibly beautiful. So far beyond my reach. Crying crimson tears. Stripped of the power of speech. When you close your eyes. What do you see? Cinnamon coat the lie. And say that it's me. End poem.
2: Wow,
8: this has got
2: some amazing, amazing sadness to it. And I could definitely relate to this and feel it. And I understand it completely. Um, there is something that um, about the mind, about uh, everything within the mind that uh, kind of makes us desire things in a greater way. You know, we, especially in dreams, when we see dreams and we see how that we believe they're supposed to be played out and our subconscious shows us this stuff, shows us where we're supposed to be and ultimately what we feel we're supposed to be. It's hard when um, the wind blows against us. Let me just put it that way. It's hard when uh, there's a hurricane that absolutely um, ravishes our, our lives because of the fact that it doesn't match the dreams that we've seen. And I think that uh, this is a very
8: powerful, yet
2: relatable piece. And um, let me get some comments for you. Let me start out with uh, Raz. Raz, what did you think of this?
4: Yes, I was very responsive with this poem, especially what's been on my mind lately. This uh, girl I knew when I was a kid called Sasha, And so I wrote back, Fantasies I share to this day of a junior high sweetheart I will never see again who physically embodied my earliest thoughts of feminine beauty, poetical apt with aesthetics of the living bodied. Thanks, Uh, Chris.
2: Powerful comment. Um, Wayne, what did you think?
8: I said, um, it's a sad and central poem showing the desire to be with a past love and a dream. And times are hard when you're without the one you feel this part of you. I hope, by the time moves along, and eases the pain of your heart. And I tell you, brother, you're with me, I'm with you. I'm with you, brother. Yeah, uh, good, good poem, very good poem. Thanks, Mike.
2: And Tia. Uh
7: I think uh, like it's a very emotional and sad poem to me, and. Um, uh I agree with everyone past is uh it's sometimes when the person is gone from your life it's 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 very sad you know I cannot do nothing but you know future the,
6: the whatever
7: it is now is important then past is gone cannot do anything
2: and boo.
6: Boo? I'm the wrong
5: um,
6: well, first, I like the fact that you said cinnamon covers. Cause, you know, everybody thinks sugar coated, but I like how you put cinnamon, thought that was unique. Really and a lot of us, you know, a lot of times we get taken by whether online or, you know, people you think you know or however it comes across, um, I saw your face in a dream. That's just romantic and sounds good. Everything sounds perfect. And then you realize our are is just total BS. And um, I like uh, tins and scarlet blush on your porcelain skin. I just feel the longing kind of and aching in this and wishing that it were true. And then you say, Crying crimson tears all the slip of the power of feet. Well, that's pretty bad. So this person... Hurt you or, or you're not sure if this thing exists. So that's messed up. Uh, anyway, I thought you did a great job, Raz. Your voice is me, Thank you, thank you, Boo. You're welcome.
8: That
2: was a great comment, Boo. Um, let's see where I'm going to go from here. I was uh, looking over what I have. Um, okay, let's let's go this way, and. Uh, Raz, can you read this next poem for us?
4: Yeah, it's anything to uh join actively at the recital. So without uh, much further ado or ado about nothing, here is La So eighty eight in Amor de Mevia. There was a beauty found in your eyes, an enchantment with your every touch, a webbing of seduction in your kiss that entangled my body, mind, and soul. Each entrancing step taken together, life was our hypnotic erotic dance. You had a beautiful flowing rhythm. I needed your music to keep my beat. Filling that empty void life had gouged out, my existence was dictated by your affection every delicate touch new scars i carried with loving care we'd never tear them open again and poem oh. wow
2: bless you all right <laughs> this is powerful i'm i'm talking just smack dab power a more demave and um I I look at that picture and I think that uh, that picture is super cool. Uh, It says a lot about what's going on and and how it feels because uh, love, love can be destruction (laughs) to a person who is, uh, who is, uh, you know, very much into it and it can be our downfall and it's hard I think this goes right with uh with those dreams that Rack was talking about and I think it just absolutely goes hand in hand with it because bottom line if there's um if you have those dreams that fade away they absolutely just ravage you. they they tear you apart they uh this is uh, quite a powerful piece. I know his backstory. I know his history, and I won't go into that. But uh, I think uh, I think what he writes is uh, fabulous, and, and it's like a wake up call for pretty much everything. Uh, Rack, what do you think about that?
3: Uh, Was it Ten CC that does a song "Love Hurts"? Uh, it makes me think of that you know. The, um... I, this, this is really, you know, like you say, it's it's powerful, it's emotional. Um, it's when 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 you get heh, raked over the coals, as it were, I just got that that feeling to it that's just <laughs> unfortunately relatable. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this loss. This is this is a nice poem. Thank you.
2: Absolutely, uh, Wayne. What do you think?
8: Well, like I said it's, uh, it's, uh, these words are uh, one of the most she loves a, lot, a whole lot. And speaking of her, how the love affects her. And the second thing I like the best for where he says uh, you had the, you had a beautiful flowing rhythm. I need your music to keep my keep my beat. You know how much you need He can't he really, like, can't really function without her without her around. But uh, he's got a hell of a void right now the field. So it's a uh, sad sad days as far as new love poems go. But uh, I, the, I don't know. The, I've been in the same boat, so I don't know how it feels. Good job, good good poem.
2: Tila, what do you think?
7: I think I liked it. It's in the beginning of it, um, beauty found in your eyes and with every touch, uh, with a body, mind, and soul. And uh, then I liked it, what uh, Wayne uh, mentioned about, uh, that it has a beautiful flowing rhythm. Uh, I liked it, too.
6: It's a beautiful poem.
2: Rez, what do you think?
4: Yeah, I see the genre here was friendship and family, as well as love. And so I have to bear that in mind when reading the poem. And I I see the words are carefully chosen. There is a kind of dance of which uh, we go along with those who are closest to us, those who are part of our own personal rhythm. And yet, at that flip side, here in the third stanza, there was those times in which you felt touched uh, in a way emotionally that uh, you had not expected from anyone who's close to you and, and knowing those scars may have very well have been at the heat of the moment and trying to not let your heart uh, actually give in to dismissing the relationship only because it, it had ever grown a bit uh, too intense or there was that point of disagreeing, especially with family, where you want to uh, go on working with what you have originally when it comes to uh, some form of fundamental base. So with family, you know, they can actually get to you, even make you feel like they've done something wrong for years, but uh, usually that tends only to be an emotion that has to uh, heal in time, and there has to be that uh, basis of trying to actually trust each other like you originally would, those closest to you.
2: All right, and before I get one more comment, I want to welcome to the show Xylophone Blues. What's up, Blue? How you doing? I'm
9: doing
2: oh, well, thank you. Great I to do. hear you. Miss, missed you on the I show, do. man. Uh,
0: Thanks. Hey.
7: Howdy. Hey.
2: <laughs> and Boo, I'll I'll let you make the last comment on Soul's piece. Boo. Just
3: fighting with her phone.
2: Ah, uh, she must be. She sorry, must I'm I'm sorry, I'm going
5: to Oh, sorry.
3: My phone. Okay.
5: Uh, I don't know if
6: the souls have been eating this or what. Because, the last ones I've read of them, all of them are just amazing. And it's just to see how much she's growing is um, phenomenal, really. Uh, but this is, uh, I like filling the empty void that has gouged out my existence. It's dictated by your dictated by your affection. Imagine somebody who gives you a little bit and then take it back and give a little bit, you know, kind of feel and hang and you know, if you do that and if you do this, um, it'll work out. And I like Taylor, like the beginning too, beauty shining in your eyes and sort of every touch. The love really, really went wrong and so in there and evolving hurts, You know, to say it so well, you stands a great job. So.
2: Alright, next up we're going to do a SoundCloud from Rob. So here you go.
11: Four-leaf Clover lover. Makushla, Makushla, Makushla. Floating on cloudy ballads in folk harmony. Agora, 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 Rapturous tabletop eruptions make a believer out of me. Rhythmically, we bang the tibetong out of the bottom of the bog hop, hop, onto the top tip of the glendale towers the summit of soft lanternless interludes where her hips lie between my thighs like the classic harp held in my arms and running rhythmic fingers over her sweet strung lines strumming sweet melodies with pursed lips she blows Ilian pipes and cultic horns explode under jagged canorous cantillated breath composing dancing Gaelic symphonies Tessellated Triskelian triangles eyes interlocked as I gaze into those flickering windows fusing sea green and cerulean blue leaving me with an imprinted view our legs crisscross in a knotted maze, As fingers fankle in a river dance of passion, with her skin glowing in the lantern light, softer than a porcelain clover, inviting lips <coughs> rafting along those white water rapids, where she flows like a whisky river, gushing with intoxicating force, harboring claddow shores, bound bright by unbroken sterling as found in western Galway. Where a shrine is risen on my pages, and iron-tipped spears, ripped from the highlands, captivated as it was written in the annals of Ulster. Four-leaf lassie drown in the shamrock under my ale waterfall, where I stew in your Irish feast. Let us celebrate the saintly day, and the rainbows of serpentless fortune, soaked in serene gold-flushed days a wave of yet more tender joy escapes from my heart, and when coursing warm floods along my arteries, like the tender fires of stars, moments of their life together that no one knew of, or ever would know of, broke upon his illumined memory.
2: <laughs> that was a fascinating poem. Uh, very interesting indeed. Uh, <laughs> Um. Wow. Okay. Uh, let me get some comments for it. Uh, wow. Raz, what do you think?
4: Yes, this is definitely an ultimate poem on some form of, uh, muse here who has become pretty much everything that has ever been part of, uh, this actual tradition, St. Patrick's Day. And so it's uh, almost like uh, the poet, since I see part of the inspiration here is uh, James Joyce Dubliners. Also, there's a usage of the word begora, which is a euphemism for God or by God. I would think it's uh, the artist trying to comprehend to what extent he loves the saints while uh, celebrating this very occasion or festivity that's what i'm receiving my impression of the poem
2: and uh rack
4: <laughs>
3: oh, um a little, a little, let's let's see. Where, where do i start about uh well um I, I can't resist saying you know it sounds like somebody got their shamrocks off um it, 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 this this was really a wonderful use of language <laughs> i love all the references to ireland and and and, and uh, the irish brogue and, and the um orders, uh, you know that that used to be uh I want to say that the movies is where I learned that one from, you know, that the, the little Irish leprechaun was a big gosh and big order, you know, but um, Raz is right too. It, it comes from the word by God um, is where they got that. I think it's, uh, it's Gaelic, but um, yeah, I, I, this is a beautiful use of the language to describe um, what, what what's going on between the two of them. It kind of, you know, Leaves, leaves you green with envy. Uh that that that's all I could really say. It's it's a it's a wonderful tribute to Saint Patrick's Day and James Joyce and Ireland in general. Uh it's romantic and uh sensual. Great job, Rob.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Um Blue, what do you think?
0: Um, I don't think there's any tools called that into this lane, bro. No, I'm just kidding.
2: Sorry, I had to say that.
0: <laughs> um anyway, a lot of green, but no fool's gold um I haven't really followed too much Irish poetry or any Gaelic stuff or anything else like that so um but there's a lot of um alliterations in here and things like that that you know you can probably learn a lot from you know a lot of and a lot of word usage so wow but um, it was definitely unique and it was definitely different you know, for St. Patty's Day
2: Oh, I agree with that difference uh, Boo uh,
6: I mean, Well, I mean I see the beauty in this and the sensuality in this and love in this and but not just that, I mean think the history and, and every time he writes a poem he teaches you something I and mean, you know, a lot of the stuff I wasn't aware of. And, of course, it's extremely romantic. Um, eyes and tilaches, gaze, flickering windows, views sea green, cerulean blue, leaving me with an imprinted view. And that's beautiful. I think the whole thing is elegant and beautiful and it celebrates love and the holidays in Ireland and, I don't know, freaky sex, maybe. I'm not sure. But, <laughs> yes, somebody's getting lucky. Uh, great poem. Yeah, I
2: definitely... <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm going to give one more comment to Tila, and then uh, that's the comments.
7: Sure. Rob, uh, I love the music and the tap dancing of, um, um, you know, the Irish singer and to do with the whole leaf clover. And um, it had a very romantic um, uh, side of it. I loved it. And like here you sing saying, sweet strong lines coming, sweet melodies. And uh it it was so beautiful. I loved it. And uh the I love this one. Four leaves is glassy down the shamro under my old waterfall. I sea enjoying everything to do with Ireland and uh
6: I, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Me too. Thank you, Steel. You're welcome.
2: And, um Definitely. Let's go on. Hey, Blue. I'm going to put your piece up next uh, to read.
9: Okay. Cool beans.
2: Sounds great. Do you, you see it up there? You may need to refresh. It, it is up there. And a little
0: bit. Facility. I want to pull it up. I am gonna. I am gonna let you know that this um. This poem, this style, I tried to combine my style with a little bit a little bit of um a Percy Shelley style, on this poem.
2: Percy Shelley. Percy Shelley, sorry. Oh, Percy Percy Shelley. Yeah, I love Percy Shelley.
0: Yeah. yeah. So. And I don't have my glasses on, so I'm going to try to read this enlarged. So let me try to look at my phone so I can flip it around here. Sorry about that. left my glasses in my truck. And I'm too lazy to go get them. All right. The name of this is called An Elopement with Tranquility. In this slight room of ivory curtains, every fold hangs, flowing, hatches deep, and hedges impregnable, lighting through the tempest gold to the spent day's will. The windows teal light as quiet smoke of remote portraits linger, a feeble brook of thought amongst winded wood bend, mounted branches ceaselessly burst and praised. Far in the shadow, muffled in the mist, faintly on the lake's bonnet, plucked plucked of a violin sonnet. Cobblestones of human thought. Shivering, sweet tributes descend. Winter's turquoise moon stirs ash-hallowing March winds. A shell, cracked, moistened, thawing soil of waters. Melting crevices stain shelter, but half its own. Through the clear window, scored suspension. Bosom's air cloud folds of her vestments overcome. Bursting through the dark mountains like thunderous flame. Over the woodwinds. Crowded shadows, sunbeam, lost in the dusk descends, The snow from once ice gulfs where the throne came, Irish, Iris sand sparkling beyond, Backyard brood of pines, children of time, graphstone language translations, Devotions, solemn harmony, Stumbling upon hourglasses, cobwebs climb, A homeless cloud of golden robs steep. Dreams of a remoter world, blindfolded alphabetically, sailing shrouded souls, a parchment of palmette circuitry, chained slumber strings are woven so capriciously. Butterflies vanish among the viewer's gales. Winds plunge into a mithed curtain. Candlelight kissing the overhanging gazebo, a wilderness but for such faith, nature reconciled. Origami filaments upon lanterns collide, eyes of cobalt cobalt accumulate, colorblind. Nature's brisk tongue, how hideously its shapes are heaped rude lightning, bare rain and earthquakes, and fiery flood and hurricane. Save when an owl or a wolf tracks spins some scavenger's bone. Ghastly snapdragon glass. This the scene where the pregnant earthquake gave lava birth or did a kaleidoscope of flint envelop such the silent snow? Threadbare, treading water, still and serene, a desert cypress by the storms alone. Icicles are born and die, revolve, subside, and swell. A hidden bud dream sleep. Insects, beasts, and birds become its spoil. Glaciers creep into lakes, pinnacles and pyramids among each field rocks to never to be reclaimed within the chasm of the veil yet within the confines of the sky ices beaming and artichoke pines are stewing with the mangled soil charcoal moonless nights in its cloudy bosom through solitudes brood voiceless lightning slowly in the syllables of recorded air a snowflake's naked countenance melts the clover sun Starbeams dart, whispered and revealed, solemn sounds calm, darkness of despair, a rushing torrent's precipice, dwelling place breathes its sweet vapors, two tranquilities circling air. And that is the end of the poem.
2: I love this. Uh, now this is uh this is great poetry. Um I I I really take a look at uh look at the history behind uh Percy Shelley. Um, when him and Mary Shelley would sit at that lakefront in uh, Switzerland uh, with Lord Byron, and they'd just sit around a fire writing poetry, writing stories, challenging themselves to whatever, whatever comes, you know. And uh, you brought back that serene feeling, that, that uh, absolute uh, brilliance, in your wording and, and, and your imagery, and I really, really enjoyed this piece. Uh, I think it was, uh, it was quite, quite spectacular in the imagery and the word choices, so wonderful job. Um, Wayne, what did you think?
8: I thought uh, it's a what it's it's form of meaning and beauty about the outdoors. Uh, he was talking about reading lightning. we he We got thunderstorm going through here, and lightning was going to flash the same time he was reading about that. That's kind of spooky. But uh, so it's a good job of the word break you did here, and uh, a good, good front page pick. I tell you, got a front page on this. Good job of this. I like the one. Very good. Thanks, you. Wayne.
2: Absolutely. And uh, Tila, what do you think about that one?
7: Wow, Ooh, I love the picture and uh, the, I love the title also and the uh, full of nature to do with cobblestone and um, you know butterfly vanish among the viewless gale. It's it's so much things there and uh, I love the poem. It's full of natures, Uh and uh, I would love to go to that place with, <laughs> and the way the imagery
3: is such a lovely Very nice.
2: And Brack, what do you think?
3: I, I love the use of nature in this. Um, as far as um, Percy Shelley's style, I, I I wouldn't recognize it, but you know, I I can, I can see your style in here, and you you adapted his, I imagine, quite well because it still reads like you to me. Um, I, I I really enjoyed it, uh, especially in, in towards the end where you you um, kind of. Flipped my mind a little bit when you said that the the snow melted the sun. I was like, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) And 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 that that image in itself kind of kind of really grabbed my mind because you know when when you do something like that uh, in in a a metaphor, it it really grabs your attention and makes you think about what you're talking about. And um, you know that the whole situation and the circumstances. But I I mean, this was absolutely beautiful, and I, I enjoyed it a lot.
6: Yeah, Thank um, you Boo, what, what do you saying. Do? Well, first congratulations on the front page pick cuz I know this is a front page pick and uh this is yeah, this is like a journey of just tranquility. I love the picture. Um everything you write sort of like epic and fairy fairy taleish, I think and that's, I mean that in a good way. Uh you use the words like Nobody have ever seen cobblestones of human thought, shivering, silent tribute. Like, whoa, that's deep. Uh, this whole thing is just amazing. Like, kind of have writer's envy on this one, Blue. <laughs>
5: Great job.
0: It's
2: Blue, blue. It was, I'm going to Go ahead. Blue. Go ahead,
5: Blue.
0: I was just going to say, if you read the author notes, it was a word bank for for a team wow, of voices. Really? It was, there were two word banks. There was one for words and one for colors as well.
6: Yeah, you did an excellent job on both. Wow, that's really great. I don't really personally I don't like word banks. It's just me, but yeah, you, you knocked out the park.
4: Thank you.
2: And Raz, I'm going to have you read yours next, but you get to comment on that poem.
4: Yeah, this poem was seen silver, and one of the best observant looks I've seen of nature in its finest out there alone by itself, viewed by the poet as nothing more but uh, its own raw elements of the wilderness. This uh, takes you in to where the woods uh, is really the only direction you go left and right, and uh, all you're enthralled with the entire time is nature's overwhelming sense of uh, magnificence and magnanimity.
2: Awesome. And Raz, you are up.
4: My turn. Well, for our house, since uh, I usually just answer prompts, I keep bringing in rights that I have just uh, laying around the house, so uh, here's one of those right now. It's called Anne-Marie. John tried lifting thrice his weight, a thousand tons of iron-breaking tolerance when it comes to painful anguish and insufferable consonant. The spiral column resisting twig or crushed fallen branch unrolled for the gong toll, humming through grunted breath and respective sigh. For John, torture became synonymous as to everyday life, beating himself at his gay son and sex-object wife because of the grief and strife. These pressures reconfirming the heartless obstacle brought before us may be the test of faith. The right Rapunzel golden straws produces gold. He kept singing, Anne-Marie. John consulted a medical physician, Used to prescribing steroids for athletic heroes who snap arm strings and loose shoulder blades with a bow flex. But his problem was the reward always serving hard work. We are rewarded for our belief in the saints only through faith. John Bellowed and Marie. Fighting on the belt, wincing at the bullet restraint. John's personal salvation was in question by an evil spirit who meant adultery and used the Torah backwards, trying to contaminate the purity of his part with the Holy Ghost. How succubus by occasion seduces the weak-minded and those who are prone to wanderlust but relented, bravely singing of the lost kin. Anne-Marie John kept his mother's gracious human remains in an urn box somewhere consistently nearby. Thy honor and loyalty he shone upon the fellow men who had the courage within the lion's heart, enduring the pain that was Job on trial to the heavenly kingdom, never hesitating to sing amory, and Pope.
2: Oh,
4: wow. I,
2: this, I, I, I am absolutely freaking blown away by this. This is I think one of your best poems that I have ever heard um, because you grabbed an entire life within a poem and described the tragedy of life itself, where, where it goes, how people succumb to it and, you know, try to, to escape it, it eventually taking, their own lives in because they just can't handle what they've done and what happens to them. I think that this is just a a super, super amazingly powerful piece. Um, Wow. I'm I'm blown away. Um, Blue, what did you think of this? Oh, Lou dropped. I'm sorry about that. Wayne, what did you think?
8: I'm like you. I think it's one of the best poems I've ever ever read. It's a, you know, this giant character lives in a life of torment, and it's sad he beats his gay son and a sex object wife like like he did, and went and in a, his mother's remains in a little urine box. His torment is real because he goes sees a physician trying to get cured. It's all the way through. This he just, he just one thing after another way. He torments all the way through, and uh, just it's a it's a it's a wonderful wonderful poem. But it's, a, it's also sad the way he has to take his own life. But
4: it's,
8: just, uh, it's amazing. Just
4: amazing point. I like it a lot. And um, uh, Rack, is uh, this name? is based on someone I, I uh-huh. actually know. So uh, they're not that. It, it's um, just uh, a strange observance I had of myself s- that uh, they kind of murmur their lost relative at times and are not aware of it. So I found it worthy uh-huh. of kind of uh commemorating in, in a poem like this of which uh I'm glad versus Anne Marie. But they're alive right now, John. He's perfectly well. Didn't commit to wow. a
2: Yeah. Yeah, but still oh my gosh. Rack.
3: Yeah, this has got a ton of emotion in it and, and so many different layers. Um uh, I I really enjoyed your your, your, your flow. I, I it just was so flawless. And you told a a, a wonderful story, you know, it's it's something that I aspire all the time uh, to, you know, that's why I chose the name that I chose, and and this is beautiful. Um, The the line that uh, Wayne quoted about the sex object wife really jumped out at me, too. I mean, it really gave me pause. But um, the uh, the most, I guess, haunting bit of it is, is that that repeated refrain of Anne Marie, and, and like you said, the the observance of someone that that you know doing something um, so, um, subconscious that they don't realize that they're doing it. It really is something striking um, to, to, when you when you catch it and you realize that that's what someone's doing. Um, not necessarily to call them out on it, but but just you know the the way that it affects you. Because you know, you, you you sit there and you say to yourself, does, "Does he even realize that he's saying it?" Sometimes, and and you know, it it uh, kind of echoes the effect that it had on their life. You know, when when they do something like that, you know, and 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 you sit there and you start looking for the triggers when they do it. You know, it's like what makes them say that? What well, what is it that precedes that? It's really very haunting. Uh, Raz, this, this is a phenomenal poem. Great job.
2: Thanks, Jack. And you. Tila, what
7: do you think? I think uh, it, it's just uh, um sadness to me and seeing a person. But I'm glad you mentioned that they are all okay and everything is uh, all right. So at least that side is okay. But I, it's a lovely, lovely poem, lovely measuring.
2: Yeah. And Boo, what do you think? <coughs> No, nope, boo dropped. Darn. Just lost her. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and uh read my poem next. And um Oh, and I almost put uh Raz's poem up again.
8: <laughs> it,
2: <laughs> was me, uh, it was like
8: good.
2: It was <laughs> it was. You know what, Raz, I've gone ahead and nominated it for front page. I was that impressed. Um
4: Thanks. Uh, I could use a front page pick. I have like a couple of those houses on the profile page that I keep on the site. And I'm more than willing to share more of these poems that I keep for myself that I have not been able to uh, show other people instead of just answer prompts. But this is uh, definitely one of those venues where I can bring them up for you.
2: Absolutely, and I call this There Will Be Awakening
4: And it goes like
2: this His darkness blindfolds Eyes of royal moonlight Spanning a devil's Grin over high beam Prey, I see the Bespoke masquerade In waves of peace And ignorance But shall not bend to lying Squalls, exposure Amongst awakening end poem
3: wow jay this is really <laughs> you know everyone calls you the master of brevity and this is a great example you know you really pack a lot in, into into what you're doing it and and <laughs> Just, just from the title alone, when you're talking about uh, there will be an awakening, and and you start in the darkness, you know that's what you wake from, and and, and you trickle down with with all this emotion and and the the depth. This is really a great poem, Um, Wayne. What what, do you think, Wayne?
8: I think it's a wonderful brevity. Uh, he's, he read like you read beautifully, like an Irish gentleman would read it, and uh, you know, he's a strong, strong-willed, and shall not bend to the lying squalls exposed among the, amongst the, the awakening. That's just a great line there. Just wonderful the way through. There's Joe brevity, and it's got a lot of power in it, and good read. I like the voice. <laughs>
3: it's got a great
8: theatrically trained. Thank if you.
3: I'm not mistaken, right, Dave? Hey?
2: I, I am. I am trained uh, in performing arts. Yes. I have a performing arts thing I have. I I've been on stage in front of the cameras. I even did dinner theater. So, yeah. <laughs> hey,
8: Till,
2: what
7: you think of, uh, uh, <laughs> I like the way of peace and ignorance and among you know, sometimes uh, we do see uh, something happening uh, in darkness, but inside there, there is a light somewhere around. And I like the picture also. And it should be kind of an awakening, you know.
2: A good one. Thank you. I appreciate that. And last I- comment
4: for you, rest. Yeah, I can see how one of these uh, panelists has stated the very act of performance here. It's clear with the entire piece. He uh, takes up the fact that you have someone by moonlight in blindfolds because of the darkness and what they're going to be exposed to might very well either be the moonlight or the fact that it had the blindfold been taken off, they would not be blind. So it's a true awakening when you have that use of metaphor from uh, the poet's perspective.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you so much. All Dead right. Blue dropped, right? Uh, blue did drop. Uh picked Boo back up though. Yep. Hey Boo. Oh.
3: Hey Boo, can you did you hear Jay's poems? Can you comment before we uh go on? <laughs> Wait, uh,
6: Jay's poem, right? Did I miss your poem? Yeah right? Awakening. Awakening.
2: Yeah, I just, I just read it. Sorry.
6: Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh uh,
5: okay.
6: um Let I, mean, I think You're sleeping? I one yeah, no, my phone died. Uh, of course darkness Blinds. blind so I don't know what the wrong one Bespoked masquerade. I like that use of that phrase. Uh it means a piece uh, okay,
5: so I mean
6: somebody who is blind or doesn't see. What we need to see, Um, and you're trying maybe to, I don't know, darkness blinds us.
5: This two people that
6: are God, I think, in the dark. They're not seeing what's maybe right in front of their eyes. I don't know if that's right, but um, it's pretty powerful for just a little brevity too. Uh, Yeah, I love the picture. A lot of emotion. What was the prompt? The picture.
2: The picture was the prompt, yes. Oh, okay. Well,
6: great
2: job. No, I still think that, that one might be open. You, <laughs> yeah, I think that one might still be open, yeah. It, uh, yep, it's still open. It's taking that's 16 good. more uh, oh. uh, line got there. Oh, okay. Well, that's a
5: pretty
6: cool thing.
2: And next up. Uh, thank you, Phil. I appreciate that. And uh, Wayne, you are up, my friend.
8: All right. So we've got a bunch of thunderstorms going on here, so I don't know if I'll make it through or not, but it's uh, kind of spooky. But anyways, this by everybody up? It's called uh, Had No Choice. It's a little dark poem I wrote, and it goes like this. There was light and fresh, like an early spring. Kids were playing, dancing. Her church bells ring. World was kind, breezy. Birds and lots of smells. There was anything bad or sad for miles. Then I got a whiff of a, of, a, of a nasty foul smell. Where it was coming from, I couldn't tell. My eyes started burning, and I, the air got thick. My stomach started churning as I got sick. The day turned dark. It Was a little afternoon. I saw figure, a large nasty goon. I wanted to run, but was frozen perfectly still. Couldn't do anything. It was at its will. Grabbed it me, started dragging me away. He yelled, screamed. He even tried to pray. Everyone tried me. So <laughs> then Help me, please, I said. He took me to the other side of the dark, a place where the devil left his mark, where evil is too scared to knock. There's no light, no hope, no clock. I was, I was fed to the souls of saddened saints and learned to reject the angels' complaints, taught to peace in God's unhappiness, and rejoice at the crying of the helpless. No longer did I have a heavy heart, my misery to share, wicked ready to start. As I left, the dark side showed fright, and even the shadows ran at my sight. Fear does not measure this what I do. You pray the dark, you perfect for darkness when I'm through. Pray for the dark, hell, I'll drag you to. There's nothing or no one that can help you. Hatred will sting you like a devil's knife. You pray that you pray can't injure your unthinkable life. And you can tell your mama this is true. You, you didn't come after me. I came after you, Ian. Ooh, 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 ooh. I love that <laughs>
2: twist at the end. Oh, dang, that twist was good. I I love that. You 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 kept us on the edge of our seats wondering what the heck's going to happen. You know, you you painted the story going one way, going one way, going one way. And then that twisting line at the end. And you can tell your mama this is true. You didn't come after me. I came after you. That's right. I like that. I, I like that a lot, Wayne. <laughs> that was absolutely freaking <laughs> fun, 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 man. Uh, Rack, what do you think about that one, man?
8: Yeah, I,
3: I'm. I'm. I'm a Wayne fan. I. I, I really appreciated okay. it on it. this one. So the twist in the end was awesome. Um, what was that? Um, towards end, I guess towards the end, we were talking about he was fed the soul. Um. Uh, yeah, okay, I, I wish stage I stage could stage. I'm sorry, Wayne well, My eyes are shit But um, yeah, okay. I, I really appreciate the, the, the story behind this And, and that, that that twist was absolutely perfect um, the, the whole thing was a great poem Awesome job Thank,
8: Thank you very much, man Thank And Theo, what do you think?
7: I think, Wayne, it was so good I, I liked the end, too And this, uh, it was like and lots of smiles and then later on you had an, uh, smell, a smell of nasty smell and uh, it was uh, and then I got scared you know and grabbed me and started dragging me and I was thinking where is it they're taking rain away <laughs> but I like it you know the mama <laughs> you did come up to me I came up to you that was good
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank
4: you
2: Shelly. that's what do you think
4: Oh, yeah, that was hilarious, not exactly really touching you had uh <laughs> this whole serial killer gone wrong by on uh making sure the message is sent across before they uh reach uh that scene of the crime when they're gonna actually commit murder, so that's what I'm hearing from this take i I see how the pomp was flip side talking of the darkness, but I see something. Going on here, someone who's physically stalked, who's explained that uh, there was an individual they don't know how to get them, and uh, by the time any of that becomes a clear realization, then it's just lights out for uh, this particular person who had no uh, mama to come home back to.
5: Mm-hmm. I'm coming up to you
4: next.
6: Yeah.
2: And, Boo, would you like to comment to that?
6: Yeah. This is Wayne, you sick bastard, once again. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> you know me. You know me. up, Wayne, I swear. Uh, this is really good, though. This is, like, foreboding. The air was light and fresh early spring. You're like, oh, this sounds good. You know, it sounds chipper. And you go down, <laughs> nasty, foul, smell, and, uh, the dark tunnel. It's like you can feel it building and building with each stanza. He grabs you, and then you're like, oh, very suspenseful, Wayne. And original mm-hmm. and I think very dark, but very good. And it almost reads like like a fable, kind of. And then hatred will sting you like the devil's knife. You pray, but you can't end your unthinkable life. Really, really dark. And uh, and I love the end. Of- Tell your mom this is true. It didn't come for me. It came after you. At the end of- <laughs>
2: This is a great ending. <laughs> I thought this was really Thank you very terrible. much, Boo. One of the best. You. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Boo. We're going to put your poem up next. Let me okay. uh, get this. And here you go. And we'll read Angel after Boo. So good to see Angel out there. Good to see Cider Irish. Glad that you're all joining us.
6: Blessed is the jewel that isn't afraid of smoke, of coal ruffling its face. Blessed is the Ooh, one I can't hear you. himself in knowledge and wisdom. Captivate his openness even more oh. and create within empathy. Blessed is the pebble who rolls over hills as it makes as much of an impact as a boulder for it is bright. Have you seen a new path of the ant colony? Blessed than one who no on his soul by seeking rather than assumption. Blessed is the one who colors life warmly, yet never colors over. The frigid ones that yearns for warmth only invite them in for coffee. Blessed is the one who is overflowing with gentle generosity and wisdom, who is silent yet strong and striking grace. The one of invisible footprints captures us, calls us, to beat them and dampen our feet in the snow. Well, grass graphite lines in the rows of tomorrow down, my eyes, touch the to energy, from and home. Hey, Hello.
5: Boo,
2: you want to do that again? Do you want to do that again? Uh, talk. Uh, we couldn't hear you at all.
3: There's like no volume, Boo.
8: Are you there, Boo? I heard it a little bit. I heard it, but it's real low. What happened, there? We couldn't we hear you, hear you at hear all, you. Boo. You're
5: oh,
6: at all? Oh, good. No, yeah, you... good because, you know, I'm so it's bad. It's like you got <laughs>
2: your thumb on the microphone. I heard little, little can you hear bit, me now? bit,
3: but not
7: that much.
6: No,
2: you're very, okay, you're very, very
3: muted. You're very muted. It's oh, like you got no, your thumb on the microphone.
6: No, My phone sucks. Is this better?
2: Yes, that's better. If you can go ahead and do that again.
6: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. One second, sorry. I was fixing something. Uh, Okay, there we go. Okay, sorry. All right, so anyways, uh, start over. Uh, This one's called um, Precious Treasures, sorry. Blessed is the jewel that isn't afraid of smokes of coal ruffling its shape. Blessed is the one who is open and implants himself in knowledge and wisdom. Captivate his openness even more and create within empathy. Blessed is the pebble who rolls over hills as it makes as much of an impact as a boulder or it's right. Have you seen the new path of the ant colony? Blessed is the one who strives to know souls by seeking rather an assumption. Blessed is the one who colors life warmly you never yet never colors over. The frigid ones that yearn for warmth only invites them in for coffee. Blessed is the one who is overflowing with gentle generosity and wisdom who is silent yet strong in and in grace. The one of invisible footprints that captures us, hauls us, to deepen and dampen our feet in the snow. Um, love, blessed is the one we are, is drawing graphite lines within the roads of tomorrow. Built galaxies in my eyes, tucked moon under a star. Together embrace energy, rageous storms swell joint heat. And poem.
2: Uh, yes. This is this this is elegant too, very elegant and classy. Um, I I really appreciate what you put down here. It really um, it's a it, it's a wonderful wonderful uh, thought thought filled poem that just shows your brilliance and shows how amazing of a poet you are. Um, really enjoyed this one. And uh Wayne, what did you
8: think Thank about you. it? I think this is what really lovely. I'd uh, love to just be a pebble in your heart. You you have a you would be blessed to gain any more wisdom than uh than I have Because I uh, love is always I was trying to trying to read it it's part of me part of me being read, read to me. It's a great is a great poem. I I loved it all the way through and uh, and uh you you read it such a such a sweet voice, and it's just uh, it's overwhelming. Great job with the poem, great great message and great lines. Thank you,
6: Wayne.
0: You know, and Taylor,
7: <laughs> I, <was laughs> I, I loved it. Too. I loved it. So much. Aww. I loved it. Um, and, you know, especially uh, the blessed, you know, where the, this poem had so much in it. Like, it isn't afraid of smoke or cold. And uh, then you're saying, uh, implant himself in knowledge and wisdom. To captivate, his openness, and to create with an empathy—that is such a beautiful word. And I love the other thing which you said here somewhere: uh, the the frigid one that (laughs) stands (laughs) for (laughs) warmth. I love that, and or uh, each and everything had a uh, had such a beautiful thing, and uh, the poem will have had all that thing. Good blessing.
3: Thank you.
2: Thank you, Teal. Welcome. Rack, what do you think? Well,
3: Rack, what do you think? Well. Yeah, I, I guess you're going for sainthood with this. It sounds like you wrote a nice prayer. Um, it, it really reads. <laughs> It, no, seriously, it it, re, it reads like you know on the blessed blessed is you know it, and 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 it trickles down. But I mean, you, you got some beautiful thoughts wrapped up in this, and and you know, like Jay said, it it shows where where your um, values lie. It's it's really a very uh, deep poem.
6: Oh, thank you, Rack.
2: And Raz, you get the last say on this.
4: There's definitely that spiritual vibe with this entire piece and it does sound like uh, Freemasonry as well how you've compared certain aspects of nature to be their own inner parables of learning from the soul. So there's that profoundity there. I'm also captivated by that end line where you compare the generation of the storms to be that of a kind of similar heat of which we all share while going through the same kind of rainfall. There's an observable strike on not hearing that from too many uh, poets, and all of that seems to be completely true, that we are all part of our own uh, sense uh, generating the same level of warmth all the time. Well, thank
6: you, Wes. Agreed.
2: All right. And what I'm going to do right now is uh I am personally going to read this one. Um uh my heart goes out to Heavenly Angel and all of the people who have passed away in her life within the last month. It is a uh my heart is heavy for her because of of this. Um it, it's just I I'm I'm just overwhelmed and uh And uh, all our prayers and thoughts go out with her. This is a dedication to those people. It's called Somewhere Over the Horizon. And it goes like this. With my shaky hands, I type the words I want to convey. I wish I could say them in person, but unfortunately, there isn't a way. Oh, somewhere over the horizon. You're taking your final walk. The feelings I want to share with you are caught in my throat. I can't even talk. Oh, my eyes water uncontrollably. Each drop slides down my cheeks. Liquid falls uncontrollably as the words my heart so longs to speak. Oh, goodbye does not mean forever, but another opportunity to thrive whether it is here or in another place where your spirit now resides. Oh, my heart cries a melody all its own to know I will not see you again, yet I have to do what is best for everyone, free your soul and life you would have requested. Oh, so tonight I will hug my children closely, Place a tender kiss upon their cheeks and ask the Father to grant me peace and comfort when the sorrow overtakes me to make me weak. Oh, somewhere over the horizon, you dance with angels among the clouds and singing songs of precious, of joyous praise in the sweet voice so clear and loud. Oh yes, somewhere over the horizon. One day, we will all reunite. Until that day, my dearest friend, I love you. I miss you. Goodbye. End poem. I need. I need to. I need to. Uh, to gather myself up. I'm going to ask for a comment from Tila.
5: I
7: I think it was a very very uh, sad poem, uh, heavenly angel. And uh, um, Jay, you, you did very good, and, and I can I can feel it. I, your voice, I like I like you're in tears. And um and um yes, um, especially in pandemic, so many people have gone. Yes, from even from our family, friends and everyone. We have lost so many of them and we feel it and um millions and millions of people are are vanished from our lives and I can understand what has been going through. Uh, my condolence and um deepest prayers and thoughts
5: with her family
2: Yeah. Um as a person who's lost so much in his life over the past few years. I can so relate to this. And I can so understand where she's coming from. But I I also see that hope in the end where we're going to be with them again. And that's all we can hope for. That's all we can live for. That's all we can look forward to. We have to stay strong.
5: We have to
2: be there. We have to be there for those around us. And it's hard, but we have to do it. Um, Rack, what do you think? Yeah, this is
3: absolutely beautifully touching. Um, It's got uh, so much of your faith shown in this, too. Um, You mentioned uh, holding the children close, kissing them, Um, you know, I don't have to repeat half of what you said. I mean, it it was just, it was so um, relatable in in, in a time of of, of your loss, you know, you could feel um, the way that you're looking at it and um, how it's touched you and um, how it, you know, kind of Lean, you're leaning on your faith to to get by and everything, and you still have, like Jay said, the, that that sense of hope in the end that you're going to be together in the end. And, but and and you know that they've gone, you know that that cliche that you never really want to say out loud. They're in a better place, you know. You kind of indicate that without actually saying it, in, in, in a very classy, classy way. Um, again. It's, it, it's really hard to try and comment on something like this without stumbling all over yourself and 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 <laughs> getting all choked up. It's, it, it was beautiful, Angel. It really was.
2: Raz, what do you think?
4: Yeah, this poet openly speaks of a heaven of the clearing at the end of the path of somewhere that everyone you know is actually waiting and uh, you can only pray that they're right because otherwise then it would seem the opposite is true. Yet through their deliverance of that faith, it is a belief of which they're standing for that heaven is real and those who pass away go to that other place of which they're waiting now.
2: Amazing comments. Wayne, what did you
8: do, oh, This is a fabulous poem dedicated to your losses. Uh, this is wonderful, and the loved ones above are smiling down with happiness with this great ride. You did You showed your true love in this, and God bless you, and I hope everything works out fine. Great job there, Heavenly. And Boo. Yeah. Uh,
5: well, I can't
6: Oh, can you. Again. What happened? Am I cracking a lackin'?
2: We, we, you were cracking a in there for a second.
6: Oh my phone, so bad. Um, okay. I was gonna say I, one thing about her. You know, she's been through a lot of stuff, and she, and I feel this poem, feel the pain, but also she keeps getting back up. She's a fighter and then and she has tenacity and she keeps going. Not only that, she takes care of other people. Um, it's her job, like day in and day out. She gives back to other people. And I hope those people that she's missing now will be now will be her angels until she meets them again. Written with grace and elegance and heart. Beautiful job, angel. Great comment. Yeah. Um, so
2: let's. Let's go to a sound club next. Um, all right, Wayne, take care, brother. Wayne had to go, so let us play a sound club from Sowa here.
4: Off to pick off the kids, on huh, Wayne?
2: He did, and he's probably babysitting again. But here we go. Little sour going on, and boom.
1: I love poems, since noise, sans bruit, since noise, the blur of the mirror of deep and calm river, my scared eye, chasing the wave, landed on its sweetish form, like flowers that open at dawn, close under the horizon of the sun, my wings, once broken, raised the beautiful plumages, taking little flight over the reeds, so reflection of my tears, mingling with my sweet smile, confused. I cast an eye on the shadow of peace. My head rose, listening to a song of bird, hopping on a willow branch. <sighs> its falling leaves brushed my shoulder, reminding me of how abyss of life faintly remains. And when the raindrops in the air mirrored the reflection. The languid, late look of the night. From nowhere, soft breeze whispered to me. Not made for a perilous quest. Love knocked at the door. Often, the hour of deep slumber. Sans bruit, au-dessus du miroir, des rivières profondes et calmes. Les yeux effrayés, chassant l'onde. Se sont posés sur son écume blanchâtre comme les fleurs qui s'ouvrent à l'aube et se closent sous l'horizon du soleil. Mes ailes, brisées jadis, ont dressé leur beau plumage, prenant petit vol au-dessus des roseaux. On vit le reflet de mes pleurs se mêler à mon doux sourire, toute confuse, j'ai Je jeté un œil sur l'ombre de la paix. Ma tête s'élevait écoutant le chant d'un oiseau. Soutillant sur mes branches de saule, ses feuilles tombantes ont effleuré mon épaule, me Rappelant comment l'abysse de la vie à peine demeure, Et lorsque les gouttes de la pluie dans l'air ont mirait leurs reflets avec la languissante allure tardive de la nuit, De nulle part une souple brise me chuchota. Tu n'es pas faite pour des quêtes périlleuses frappe la porte souvent à l'heure du profond sommeil and storm.
2: i got to say right now that uh, this is a little bit different for um for Selwa, but still has her fingerprint all over it uh, with the beautiful imagery and everything like that. Um you know it, it it's based off the lord of the rings the line is you are not made i am not made for perilous quests and i think that she did such a great job of making that line her own and uh, absolutely blending it with the story that she told of course she's uh, once again it almost seems like a dreamlike state which is her which is very her and uh, it uh, she just dr- dragged us along in that dream. And uh, I, I think that uh, also the way she brings in nature and drags the nature to her poetry yeah. is just uh, stunning and fabulous, and she does an amazing job with that. Uh, Raz, what, what did you think of this one?
4: Yes, I have previously seen this piece and uh, you know when love comes knocking on your door will you be awake at that very hour to answer to uh, something which wants to come into your heart and have it fulfilled in more ways than you had originally thought even conceivably possible is one question there at the ending of the poem which uh, remains to be answered by all who have Believe they heard that knocking on that door, but uh, were too reluctant to answer, not knowing who it was at the time.
2: And uh, Tila, what do you think?
7: I I think I I liked it very much, Salwa. I miss you now. Uh, uh, usually you are always here, but today you are not so. I loved your SoundCloud. It was so good with your soft, beautiful voice, like flowers that open at dawn. It's like that, you know, and closes until the horizon of the sun. I love the line; those lines they raise the beautiful plumage. I loved it, and yes, I agree with uh, Raz about the about the door, and you're not sure about it. Yep. Thank you
2: all right and then there were three it's down to us three now to finish off the poetry okay. so so let's kick mm-hmm. this out and uh da, 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 da,
8: da. let's
2: Teela, i'm gonna have you read a poem next and let me see which one i'd okay. like you to read okay i'd like you to read momo okay. how about that
5: momo let me get, let me get momo, feet,
2: momo. Yeah. i like
7: my sweet momo <laughs> Okay, I'm and going let me get okay, you to...
2: Okay. okay, for those out on in the radio uh, uh, audience, uh, her all poetry name is KBMW. All right, okay. go ahead.
7: Okay, Mama, it's KBMW, The Survival of Nature, Sonnet 5, and it says 42, Oblique 365, Lent of Heredity. Earth from Milky Way, the birds from air, human and the farmland, dances nature with marine daughter anyway. One fourth of blue dress has crowned with green land. The reign of humans on the soul of Earth, the sun of robotic earth, the brown mud, defrostation, turn hope, planet of birth. The barren soul left with no growing birds, the guilty rising on monetary time, waste with the knowledge coins are imposted, dead of chance to decreases level of limb, no life they survives on zero water, no men are foreign, no trees are lifeless, Lies with unity, let none be breathless ah, uh,
2: this. What a tale, what a tale And um, it, it, You know Being for her age And, and uh, she has such great wisdom mm-hmm. uh, This is like A, a wake up call for Humanity For the world oh. itself And you know everything That's going on within it It's like uh, Come on people uh, we We live here This is our house like the show says, this was our house, and uh and uh, bottom yeah. line is we need to wake up and take care of it there's There's no doubt about that, and uh yeah. you did such an amazing job of writing that um, <laughs> uh raz, what do you think?
4: Yes, there's definitely plenty of metaphor here which is relevant with the time. You have uh, the beginning of the poem, what we know by scientific fact, Earth is located in the Milky Way, which is a system part of Orion's belt near the Big Dipper. And then it goes on with uh, kind of uh, industrial mechanizations that are destroying the ecology slowly on a daily basis, and uh, how we plan on dealing with such problems as not only plant life and other species dying out because of uh, these means of technology as well as nuclear power, but uh, certain places have gone to what that fourth stance is as zero water, in which uh, you have this whole other form of competition now for our very survival if there's a sufficient amount of usable water sources in areas that have been deep polluted or in other forms contaminated so that is one battle in what is deemed for our survival we're going to be facing tomorrow especially water that uh, there has to be a sufficient amount of supplies for all of us to go on drinking and even being able to exist here as we know hydrogen is essential for all living beings on this planet so there is a, a true ecological awareness here and how we're going to handle these forms of environmental problems come the next day and tila you read it what do you think
7: yeah i think i agree totally with um Ralph. And um, I agree, we have to take care of our house, as you mentioned, and this is our earth, it's a beautiful earth, and if we try to, you know, without the hydrogen or anything, well, how are we going to survive? And we need to, so we have to really, really take care of it, and, um, you know, I'm glad that the, uh, they're trying to uh, taking out um, what you call the plastic uh, bags and everything, and people are being you know but it's too late also to tell you the truth it's too late we should have done it long long time ago you know to care you know you we do have to take care of our future generation what about them what about uh, you know it's it's too late but uh,
5: hope you
2: know i i watch a lot of people on um on youtube and uh, a lot of them a lot of the people i watch are like divers and, they, and divers and also treasure hunters with metal detectors, they say wherever you go, always bring a bag with you. Always bring a plastic bag and pick up at least 10 pieces of trash everywhere you go, especially when you go out to nature. Make Even yeah. if it doesn't seem to make a difference, do it. Um, you know, yeah. uh, shout out to people like Quest for Details, like... Um, Michael Oliver, different people that uh, you can look up on the internet that uh do their part in taking care of the environment and doing what they need to do to uh to clean up and and be make and be part of it. And if we all did that, uh we would make a huge difference. And uh Momo, thank you for such a great poem. All right. Mm-hmm. Raz we need to do something here. We, we have a two-part uh, poetry thing. I'm going to have you read the first part, and then I'm going to read the second part. So the first part is on the board right now.
4: Yeah, of course. Why else would I be at the recital had I not intended to participate? And uh, here's Lawrence 67 in Where in the World is Lawrence. Special news report. This is your announcer. Reporting on day three of the missing politically poetical Lawrence 67, who was last seen traveling to La Costa Nosso Studios for an in-depth interview with one Miss Little Boo Who and her accomplice, you can call me Ray or you can call me May or you can call me Say Hey, but you don't have to call me J.J., the announcing DJ, where it was rumored that the poet-turned-snitch was going to tell on oh, the bombshell interview when he went missing. The usual suspects, we are told, are being detained, having found motive. We now will join Jubo de la Chenghua Jr., the third who is interviewing two of the main suspects. Hello, everybody. This is de la Chango, Jr., the third reporting live with the two suspects of the missing whereabouts of 67. Now Nigel, the star Ooh. of the adventures of the fat cat, Nigel, and his homie, Alfie. What have you got to say for yourself, Nigel? I did not do it. I could have hey. when 67 would not give me my fish-cut flavored kibbles, I had motives, but I did not do it. What about you, Alfie? We understand that 67 has taken your catnip-flavored play of rat, dipped in catnip from you, and that it was rumored that you had threatened 67. Alfie. Well, it was despicable. I wanted off 67, but I did not do it. Will you take a lie detector test? Alfie. No. No test, because I can't read. I'm just a cat. Stay tuned for more ongoing news on the missing rhyming something. To be continued, this has been a special news report from the Warped Mind of 1Lawrence67. We now return you to your La Costa Nostra poetry addiction.
2: (laughs) All right. Hey, Raz, you did so well. Keep it going. Part two.
4: You want me to read part two for you? All right.
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
4: Yeah, this is a performer here, definitely Lawrence 67. He has that whole uh, script-writing attitude with the poem. You, you, it's very original. You don't find that in uh, too many of the prompt releases. Here we go with uh, Where in the World is Lawrence part two by Lawrence 67. And three, two, one, welcome back to Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Out here on the Serengeti, we see such tranquility and peacefulness as a little ducky is swimming in circles in the pond. Hey, ducky, 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 how are you, little guy? Well, all of a sudden, splish, splash, oh, shit, little ducky is flucky as a 10-foot Crocodile swallows him whole in one gulp. Good ducky, ducky needs salt. Yes, the Syringar is no place for no ducky, ducky to be swimming around doing figure eights in the home of a 10-foot crocodile. I'm just saying, that would do it for this episode. Please come back next week when we'll be following a family of baby boars as you try to navigate through the neighborhood of some sleeping hyenas. And now, stay tuned for your local news. Hello everybody, I'm your announcer and the big news for the day is the missing poet known as Lawrence 67, who has been missing since he went for an interview at the La Costa Nostra radio station. There's been rumors that he was seen in Canadian territory, but those reports are unfounded. has also been suggested that he faked his own disappearance because he was afraid he would be discovered as a loser poet. Stay tuned. For more breaking
2: news. Oh my gosh! No, you're not.
4: Never going to be a loser,
2: poet, my friend. This is absolutely Yay. brilliant. Oh my god! I am just in stitches right now. This is, this is, this is just fabulous. I, um, <laughs> I can't say enough about Lawrence. <laughs> uh, how he brought that forward, the story he told, and the fun behind it. I loved it. I loved loved, loved it, uh what you think,
7: <laughs> oh my God, Lawrence, you are always making everyone laugh, and I love it the, the I don't know where you're getting all the stuff from, and uh, and there, there's so much stuff, the adventure of the uh, <laughs> half Nigel, and then you're going to the Kitty with all the duckies, and you know there's a, there's no ducky because of to do with the uh the African uh crocodile. But uh I, I think I loved it and with Costa Nostra going there and, and disappeared. I don't know, Jay, where did you hit him? Somewhere somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where did you hit him. You tell me <laughs> where did
5: you hit him? <laughs> <laughs> you <cannot find> him.
2: <laughs> I, I, I plead I played the fifth. I played the fifth, so I, I, I can't say anything incriminating about myself. Uh <laughs> Rack. <laughs> Rack, you read it? What do you think? Raz. Yeah, raz, my name's Raz, Rack, read it. I'm not Rack. Yeah. Anyways. I got confused and he's already left.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rack's gone. I'm still here. This is just uh, great material. It has an original creative flair on taking the whole podcast hey, and then transforming it to some form of uh, – news broadcasts that would actually tr- be involved with anyone's disappearance on this site, it, it leaves you thinking of what goes on on the web and how much uh, is never even viral or, or there on the news when, when it comes to all kinds of things that uh, are never fully reported.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my I, I want to one thing.
7: Can I say one Go thing ahead. please? Yes. Uh Raz, it was a good read and a good, good, good. You are you were the best. Very good.
2: <laughs> I love when I love when Raz reads uh, Lawrence. He puts yeah. so much emphasis and he plays that part so well. All right, we only what? have a few more poems left, so let's let's keep it going. Uh, Meta's poem is next I will go ahead and read this uh, This is uh, Reflective Reflections Reflecting by Meta Euphoria <clears throat> Seeing my reflection Looking into my eyes They're peering back at me With a look of surprise Obvious to myself Viewing the hands of time An optical illusion My youth left behind A different point of view My face turned to the side My current observation, noticing wrinkles and lines, looking into a mirror going back in my mind, glimpses of myself again, my youth in rewind, perceptions too familiar, tears from my eyes, thinking about yesterday, all of the years gone by, believing I can change many mistakes in my life if I could go back and travel through time. Maybe it's all just an illusion, or what my eyes behold. There's no way to stop myself from growing old. I'm observing the truth of my reflected reality. This old man in the mirror is reflecting back at me. There are no delusions. This old man that I see, bearing all of the, the scars of my past history. I need to stop being a judge to myself, how can anyone love me if I can't love myself? Reflections never lie. They're all, they always tell the truth, reflecting what I see, an optical point of view. Within my field of vision, from a different outlook, I can be much deeper than the cover of a book. Looking into this mirror, myself I was rejecting, but now I am content with reflective reflections, reflecting. End poem. Now I'm not going to say that last line 10 times fast because I would never get that. That is a that is a amazing tongue twister. This whole poem just tells us uh and, and gives us harsh reality. And but it it's not just a harsh reality, it's also a, a message of hope and that if we start loving ourselves, we'll start being able to um, live with who we are, and I think that that is an important, important message to get a hold of, and I think that he did a wonderful, wonderful job in that. Uh, Tila, what do you think about that?
7: I, I think, Matthew, you are superb. You know, I love the way I love the pictures, face. You know, and and it is true. You know that uh, when your youth is left behind, how you know it's sad and with the wrinkles and lines and everything, and you're thinking, I wish you can rewind the youth and bring back uh, whatever you had done in the past and and erase everything and go back and do, uh, you know, everything what you want to do it. But um, it's impossible, and I loved it. It it was such a beautiful thing, and what you are now is the best, and that's what it is.
2: And Rez, what do you think?
4: Yeah, here this uh, shows a bit of how much better you can understand yourself if you give it at least half the thought of trying to look at your actions, behavior, what is on your mind at the time per each uh, life instance or experience, then learning from there. And growth, at first you look at the reflection Because you don't understand who you're seeing When you start off with this poem And then he takes it that next step further The poet, if you had more observation of the truth More understanding of yourself Then there would not be that uh, usual drive To misinterpret even your own reflection But uh, know that when you look in the mirror Then you're looking at you
2: Awesome comment. All right, uh, Tila. Yeah. Are you ready for an Are you ready for an encore?
7: Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. There you okay. go. Uh-huh, I'm going to open this. Yeah. Perricles Sky by Tila. Oh yeah, this is my favorite. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> the field of lilac I see days from high up with my blue sky. Everyone visits the lilac field. Millions of visitors visiting from all over the world. Some old, many in groups. Some young couples taking pictures. Children playing, enjoying, having fun. Like my lilac, of, like my field of lilac. I changed to periwinkle sky and made it brighter, like my field. End of poem. Thank you.
2: (laughs) I like this. I like this. Uh, When I grew up, um, we had some Uh lilac bushes on on the side of our house. And the thing about lilac bushes, there's there's two different colors of lilacs. There's a purple lilac and there's there's a blue lilac. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, I—that was one thing that I loved when I was a, when I was a child, is going outside and smelling the lilacs. I thought they were the greatest smelling flower during that time that I ever ever smelled. And this is, this is just a, this is just like a childhood memory for me because there were lilacs everywhere uh, in our neighborhood. They were very common and they were a very popular uh, flower in themselves. So I think you did a wonderful job of uh, presenting this. Uh, Wonderful read. And and, uh, Raz, what did you think about that one?
4: (laughs) Yes, uh, I have yet to completely understand Periwinkles, but uh, hearing it from this poet, it must be an amazing sight where you have a, field of lilacs that uh, are all that more multifluous and uh, mellifluorous as uh, the very vibrant sunset or the cluster of stars in uh, full color and shade during that uh, ebbing twilight of which she uh, aspires to so many heights.
7: Mm -hmm. Thank you.
2: Thank one. you so much. Wonderful. All right, Raz, I'm going to have you read the next poem for us. Little Budo.
4: No problem, boss. I was just thinking to myself, uh, since uh, last I was on one of these podcasts, I started watching Doctor Who. I finished season two, so uh, I think I'm going to move on to Witcher Man. Netflix. I've seen Anyways. I've seen most of, the, <laughs> most of
2: the first, I think, seven seasons or something like that. And, yeah, I I know what you're talking about. They're awesome. Love them.
4: Yeah. Here's a <laughs> this, <laughs> poem here. Rear view mirror. Hi Buddha. It is how it's done. When neuropathy of center spindles out of control, seepage of precious cargo down in the holden, bleak within spilt, carry-on, awful refuse littered, reaps a savage causeway, a dereliction of dire reverberations that cannot be quelled by ordinary means, cessation complete, Acquiring detachment in a realm of quietude, performance, and foam.
2: Oh wow, this is <laughs> this is a amazing, amazing poem. There's uh, so much to this. Um, jumping into a person's brain right there at the beginning, neuropathy of center spindles out of control. Yeah. That's a problem with uh, our our heads and our minds at times. We absolutely bring in garbage into our heads, and then we look at ourselves through that that garbage that we brought in because we don't see ourselves fit. We're our own worst critics. We're the people who beat ourselves up more than anybody else. And that's really what I see here. I see see a, a direction of someone who is letting in stuff into their heads that shouldn't be letting stuff into their heads. And I think it's a, an unbelievable right in this regard. Um, Raz, what do you think about it?
4: Yeah, these are deep words. This comes straight out of a modern time play in which we were taking life at its most serious value through all definitions. So with that rear view mirror, it's stating, look into yourself and what do you see there. And what this poet sees is that uh, while we're struggling with our own thoughts, somehow it's all been a, a silent uh, performance on behalf of the fact that we don't know what's even on our minds before our death. And stated like this, it, it's straight out of uh, a modern teleplay Of uh, Macbeth or Shakespeare He just uh, takes it apart What there is of those uh, Inner mind doubts Into a form of language That you're just blown away Like there was Not a single thing You had heard up till now That had not been taken To be completely literal
2: Incredible comment, um, Tila. What do you think?
7: Um, Bado uh, as a singer, he's so good, but he's um, abstract completely with uh, his writing, and uh, it's uh, it's beautiful and dark. And yes, I do agree about a bleak, within split, Caron awful, refuse littered. What he thinks, you know, of all the garbages and everything, and. Yeah, I do agree
2: with it. Yep. Amazing. Amazing comment there. And uh, let me see. We're going to finish up with one more poem. And I know what I wanted to do. Yep. There we go. There's a poem that I'm going to read here, and then we're going to call it a day. But um, kind of like this poem, and uh, one one final one final say. And this is never accept fading footsteps. This one is by me, and it's to a, qu- a quote that says, "True love is to love fully and never let go, no matter how hard it gets." And this, like I said, never accept fading footsteps. And it goes like this. Dissipation, a graded track, shivers gravel from Genesis points. Salt pillar glances in backdrop sunsets feed thirsts of grounded fights. Boot print paste as dust covers, but blood still ebbs in riptides. Blood drips from an eye, I turn to retread. End poem. Raz, what do you think?
4: Yes, this seems to be one of those letting go pieces, and the poet has uh, taken it up to a point that it's almost a Western drama, some scene that's playing out in the Navajo desert Arizona, New Mexico, and uh, as there's actual blood which was left on the trail, they just keep on walking and trying to find shelter from that heat-blasting sun.
2: Wonderful, wonderful take on that. And Tila, you get the last word.
7: Yes, yeah, True love is to love fully and never let go. If you love someone, good. And that's how I agree. Beautiful. Love lovely.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Tila. Amazing comment. You're and thank you guys. Thank you all for uh for calling. I wanna thank uh, Rack, Raz, Tila, Wayne, Blue, all for calling. Phil, Flip, Angel, Irish uh for being out on the board um and uh, boo for everything she does uh for our show uh, tila do you do you got anything you wanna say about uh, international cafe and your <laughs> podcast yes
7: um, uh, please join us next week on 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 saturday twentieth uh, please join us rag jazz uh j c a boo and everyone local sign, everyone please come and support international cafe uh poetic Picasso, and me will be so happy to see you guys at 3 o'clock.
2: Yep, thank you. And Saturday at 10 p.m. uh, will be Linda's premiere show and we will have a topic up on that one. We're looking forward to uh, seeing what happens there.
9: Okay. And And with with that,
2: let me thank everyone around the world who has been part of us and uh, we'll, we're going to play a little boo on the go out. To, uh, this is Toto's Africa. So enjoy out this. <laughs> Once again, you've been listening to Nola Costa Nostra Radio, our house. want to thank everybody for joining us around the world. Have an amazing St. Patrick's Day, and we will see you all again. Thank you. This is JCA signing off.